It's Tuesday, December 1st, 2020, and this is Zero Politics. Episode 14 of the show, the second episode today that I'm putting out. And earlier I talked about the voting machines, Dominion voting machines, and some of the political battle regarding whether or not those machines should be wiped and why I think that they should not be wiped. If you didn't listen to that episode, it's very good because it gets into a lot of details a lot of people don't know about with regard to the machines. And I think makes a a good prima facie argument that the machines should be kept as is throughout the state, in fact, even though they only plan on um, keeping them as is in three counties. That's problematic, I think. But I think it's a good prima facie or on, on the face of it argument for why those machines should be kept as is and uh, an investigation should take place and why we shouldn't use those machines at all. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, go check it out. Now I'm going to be discussing the Daily Beast's purposeful distortion of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision that happened recently. I'll explain all of that. But first, welcome to Zero Politics. It's a critical thinking course in politics, helping people think about political issues in a critical, logical way. Because a lot of times, politics just becomes emotional. And we're entering a phase today of emotional and power-based political dynamics. And it's really harmful. And it's, it's really not good. We need to learn how to use logic and critical thinking to work through these issues so that we can come to compromises that make more sense and eventually evolve as a species to the point where we don't need government, in my opinion. But that, that's a whole nother show. My point here on this show is to use political issues as a launching point to discuss critical reasoning and logical fallacies and things of that nature in the hopes of helping people begin to think more critically about political issues. And if you want to support the show, go to adamspeaking.com, adamspeaking.com forward slash support, or just find the link, the support link on the page, and that tells you how you can support the show. It's really easy using the Cash App. That's how I suggest you do it. My username is Adam Angst on the Cash App if you want to throw some money at my way, just to say thanks for doing the show, for the time it takes uh, to write these articles and uh, to share my thoughts and ideas. Hopefully it's of some value, and if it is, you know, feel free to throw some money back my way as an exchange of value, value for value. All right, let's jump into the Daily Beast's purposeful distortion of the PA Supreme Court decision, PA being Pennsylvania. That's what the article headline is that I wrote over at adamspeaking.com. It's also up at Medium under my username, Adam Speaking there. Now, here's what I had to say in that article about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision and how the Daily Beast completely mischaracterized it, obviously on purpose. Whenever a controversial decision is made by a court, you can rest assured that someone in the news media will find a way to misrepresent the decision in an attempt to misinform the public. It happens virtually every time without fail. Now, on the 25th of November, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania dismissed a petition for review filed by a group of Republican legislators. The court described the petition in their order. Here's what the court said. Petitioners filed a petition for review in Commonwealth Court on November 21st, 2020 setting forth a facial challenge to those provisions of Act 77 of 2019, establishing universal mail-in voting in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Petitioners sought, a, petitioners sought a declaration that the aforementioned provisions were unconstitutional and void, ab initio, 
and injunctive relief prohibiting the certification of the results of the general election held on November 3, 2020. As a remedy, petitioners sought to invalidate the ballots of the millions of Pennsylvania voters who utilized the mail-in voting procedures established by Act 77 and count only those ballots that petitioners deemed to be legal votes. So that's how the court described the petition. Now, before I delve into why the court dismissed the petition for review, I'd like to point out the misinformation presented by the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast described the reason for dismissal by selectively quoting the court out of context. Here's what they said. Quote, The court found that, quote, the want of due diligence demonstrated in this matter is unmistakable, unquote, and dismissed the lawsuit with prejudice. So that's what they said. They said that the court found that the want of due diligence demonstrated in this manner is unmistakable. The above quote makes it sound like the court was criticizing the actual merits of the petition. It sounds as though the court was claiming that the argument presented in the petition lacked due diligence, quote-unquote due diligence in some way. However, that's not at all what the court said. The Daily Beast had cited the CBS Pittsburgh um, AP article on the court's dismissal, wherein CBS or AP, it's technically written by AP and then CBS republishes it on their website, but the AP had faithfully explained to the public the court's reason for the dismissal. The Daily Beast decided to leave out the important or core message of the coverage and instead selected an out-of-context quote that mischaracterizes the court's decision. So what did the court claim regarding the petition? Now, the CBS uh, AP article, like I said, it had it correct, and they wrote, The state Supreme Court, in a unanimous decision, threw out the three-day-old order, saying the underlying lawsuit was filed months after the law allowed for changes to to Pennsylvania's expansive year-old mail-in voting law. Unquote. Now, that's what they said. They said, that it was filed months after the law allowed for changes. Okay, so that's more information than what we got from the Daily Beast, which, again, the Daily Beast just said it's a matter of, quote-unquote, due diligence. It just, you know, there was no due diligence. That's, that's virtually all they had to say about it. Whereas if you go and read the original AP article they cited, they actually talk about what that due diligence was. The court themselves put it even more succinctly and... As far as I can remember, the court didn't, or uh, the uh, neither publication actually quoted this part of the court. I found this in, in the court documents. Quote, upon consideration of the party's filings in Commonwealth Court, we hereby dismiss the petition for review with prejudice based upon petitioners' failure to file their facial constitutional challenge in a timely manner. In a timely manner. That was their argument. Their argument was, hey, it's too late to be making this complaint when this law was passed back in 2017. You can't complain about it now, after the election. That was basically the court's argument, which, by the way, is problematic. I'll get to that in a minute. So the court's dismissal was based on the fact that the court didn't approve of the timing of the petitioner's filing. But if you're a reader of of the Daily Beast, and you went to their website, and you saw this article, and you saw the great clickbait headline that they had about it, and you read the article that they wrote, the short little piece that they did, you would go away thinking that the, that the case was dismissed because of lack of due diligence. And, and you would assume that, okay, 
the case was uh, the case had no merits. It just had no merits whatsoever. There was no due diligence. They didn't do their job. It was thrown out of court because of a lack of merit, which isn't true, actually. Their argument had nothing to do with the merits of the case. In fact, the chief justice of the court claimed that the argument had merit. In his own separate opinion, Chief Justice Thomas Saylor wrote the following, quote, I find that the relevant substantive challenge raised by the appellees represents troublesome questions about the constitutional validity of the new mail-in voting scheme. So he says there is merit to the case. There are important questions regarding the constitutionality of this new act regarding mail-in voting. And these questions need to be answered. So in an attempt to misinform the public, the Daily Beast mischaracterized the statement of the court. By taking them out of context, they created a straw man kind of argument. The activist staff at the Daily Beast purposefully misinformed their audience in order to shape a narrative wherein the merits of the case presented by Republican lawmakers in Pennsylvania were invalidated by the court's Supreme Court. But the merits of the case were never taken into account, and the Supreme Court justice of the Supreme Court in, um, the, the chief justice of the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, in fact, said there are merits to the case. Now, if they had done any investigation, they would know that. The, the only viable, logical conclusion as to why the Daily Beast would take them out of context, take one quote out of context, that makes it sound like the, the merits of the case uh, had no validity because there was no due diligence. They, they took the, the part of the court's statement that if you take it out of context, it makes it sound like the court is attacking the merits of the case. And then they quoted that, and they didn't even mention the real, actual core reason that the court explicitly stated in their statement. So you're left with no other conclusion than the staff of the Daily Beast, knowing very well that few people actually read their articles, and knowing that even fewer investigate the original source material to validate their claims and their narrative, did this on purpose to frame the story in a negative light. Their audience reads the headlines. That's about all they do. And then they turn around and they share them on social media in an attempt to confirm their bias within their own social network. The bloggers over at the Daily Beast understand that it's their primary job there to create biased headlines and dishonest narratives to be shared in social media echo chambers in order to increase SEO, drive traffic, and increase advertising revenue. That's really what their job comes down to, it seems. So let's let this stand as yet another example of how dishonest, biased activist journalists willfully mischaracterize core decisions in order to drive biased political narratives and promote revenue-generating headlines instead. And that's all for this episode, episode 14, December 1st, 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to support this show, go to adamspeaking.com forward slash support or just open up your cash app and uh, select username Adam Angst and uh, send me whatever you think the show is worth. 50 cents, $5, $5,000, $5 whatever you think it's worth. Uh, thank you so much for your support. And also, if you want to review the show in iTunes, that helps a lot too please review the show on iTunes. Don't worry about the money. Just go review the show on iTunes or review the show wherever it's possible to review the show. 
And uh, if you use multiple apps for listening to podcasts, listen to the podcast in each one of those apps. Down, at least subscribe to it. You don't have to listen to it in every app, but subscribe to it in all those apps because that helps the show uh, reach more of an audience. So anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. You guys take care. Have a great day. And remember, go find something true, good, and beautiful to focus on in this world. You're not going to find it in politics, so go find it elsewhere. Peace.